Journey Overtime Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, don't forget, visit our website, stadiumjourney.com, where you can find all of our stadium reviews, news items, and feature stories. Connect with us on our social media channels, at social, at social Journey. What? At Stadium Journey. It's been a long day, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that. You can find audio versions of the Stadium Journey podcast by searching HIAC Talk Radio Network on whatever podcast app you use. Or you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Music or all kinds of places. <laughs> Video simulcast. You don't know what I'm doing here. I know, but I can see you. And mess me oh, up, man. You sorry. mess with my mind, man. Uh, video simulcast of the podcast can be found on Stadium Journey's YouTube page and you can find our classic back catalog of old episodes we have been doing this for four years believe it or not does that make us professionals? no, no. we've just been doing it for a while but no, you can find those old episodes at vocnation.com and don't forget we record live every other Tuesday night at 8 Eastern at danlaw.tv thanks to everybody who's in the gallery who's sticking around and listening to us yammer and now let us introduce our starting lineup. Dave Cotney is here. You can follow him at ProFan9. Mark Viquez is with us, as always. Find him at Paul Park Hunter on the interwebs. And the other guy, Dan Calachico, is here. You can follow him at DanLaw83. And I'm Paul Baker. You can follow me at PuckmanRI. So uh, for those of you who are regular listeners to the show, well, first of all, thank you. Second of all, you now know our overtime podcast are where we're focusing on our visits from the last couple of weeks. So uh, let's see, uh, Mark, have you been traveling anywhere that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I uh, finally went to a White Sox game this past weekend and uh, saw them play the Red Sox, Red Sox and White Sox. Of course, I went to the game where they lost. <clears throat> and um, oh, well, no big deal. Uh, you know, here's, socks. yeah, here's the thing with, with uh, going to a White Sox game. I usually go there on a Friday or Saturday night. It's always a great crowd. This is probably the first time I've been to a game where the team was kicking some butt. I mean, most of the time when I'm at a White Sox game, the season's over. Most people are there just getting hammered and drunk, but still showing a lot of devotion. Uh, not that I saw anything totally different, but obviously, you know, you had a team that is going to win their division, has a shot to win the pennant. I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, I think the Rays are going to find a way to do it. Anybody but the Yankees. So uh, it's exciting time on the South side. It's it's a, it's exactly what they wanted it to happen when they traded uh, Chris Sale a few years ago to have a contender by 2021. So congratulations on that happening. Uh, still a, a wonderful place to get food, beer, a great atmosphere, uh, you know, all throughout the stadium. Uh, I didn't have any issues getting downstairs. <laughs> Uh, for the tickets, but just depends who you talk to. You know, some people, it, it's weird. Some people say that they don't allow you. Some people say they do. I think when it's a huge crowd, uh, they tend to look past it. If it's a, a light crowd, they want to keep all those cheap ticket people upstairs. So I didn't have an issue this time. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a ballpark that gets doesn't get a lot of love, but the team's winning. You got great food. The prices are not that bad compared to some other major league ballparks. It's easy to park. You got a, a fantastic tailgating scene uh, that just you don't have at a lot of baseball stadiums. A lot of people don't tailgate uh, like they do there. And I, and I could be wrong. Perhaps they do in some other parts. But Milwaukee. It, yeah, well, I know Milwaukee's the one I think of the most. But I mean, when I would go to Met games, I wouldn't see a lot of tailgating. Maybe that has changed. But maybe, maybe it's a Midwest thing. 
you know, it could be, it could be, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a great time. The food, some of the best food in baseball, some of the best craft beer selections. Uh, do I think 11, 12 bucks for a 20 ounce tall boy is, is cheap? No, it's, it's ridiculously expensive, but that's everywhere. Ask, I mean, me I went, what, ask me about the beer I saw but when I get to my, my visits. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well and, and the thing that bothers me is that you could get a $12 tall boy at a, a White Sox game. And then here in Indianapolis, you can get a $10 uh, locally made beer as well uh, for the, you know, just for a couple bucks more. So man, beer's getting, beer's always been expensive, but it's getting expensive everywhere. Minor league baseball, second division, soccer, yeah. things of that nature. Uh, so yeah, I went to the White Sox game after that, checked out the South Bend Cubs had not been there in a while. And uh, I think the last, actually the last time I was there, there was still the Silverhawks, uh, believe oh, wow. it or not. So yeah, I've been it, there since you have. It's, it's been some time. I, I know I had made plans and then we had another rider covered a few years ago. I said, go take it. Uh, you know, this is a cool little ballpark. It's one of those stadiums that was built in the late eighties, but not built in a way that they had to demolish it. They were able to renovate it, build around it. It had the downtown location. It had the lower bowl seating. And they decided to do some quirky things like make uh, the synagogue. There's an old synagogue there from 1901. They made that into the gift shop. Yep. Uh, they decided to build some apartment retail complex in center field and make wow. it into um, rooftop seating. Oh, that's so new you, since my visit. Okay. You, you could buy a separate ticket. I think it's $40. I don't know if you have to buy it in groups or single, but you have this amazing view of the ballpark from uh, upstairs. I was able to get there and, and shoot some videos. I had never seen that before. And I can't think of any other minor league ballpark that has rooftop seating like that. That's incorporated. Columbus. Columbus has. Okay. Well, it's been a while since I've been there. So Toledo, Toledo, they, they have it from across the street or. Oh no, no. Okay. No, it's well, part of the ballpark. Yeah. Part of the ball. Yeah. That's, that's what I meant. It's like, it's you have to exit the stadium and there's a building. Now it's part of the parking deck, this part, but then there's these complexes and, and residential units, which there's no, I don't think there's any retail in there yet, but it's all residential units. So they're, they're, you know, South Bend, the downtown area is not as exciting as I thought it was going to be, but it's growing. We'll, we'll you know, Pete Buttigieg left an impact there. Hopefully things will, will turn out. So I had a lot of fun there. There wasn't a lot of people there. And the reason why is because Notre Dame was playing a Sunday night football game and everybody was focused on the Irish that day. Now I've never heard of college football at a seven o'clock on a Sunday, but then again, I never heard of baseball, minor league baseball at seven o'clock on a Sunday. Yes, Dane. Um, Greg asks, is the South Bend Stadium sponsored by the Psychiatric Hospital, or is there some other four wins? That's a casino. That's a casino. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the official name is Four Winds Field at Stanley Kobeski uh, Stadium, which but people call it the Cove, or they just call it Four Winds. I, I don't know. Another cool thing is the Tiki Bar in left field, which is right adjacent to the synagogue. So you have a place of worship at one time and then a place to drink. I posted that uh, my view from the Tiki Bar. I got a lot of I got a lot of nice compliments from it. Usually, when I post ballpark pictures, uh, my regular friends who are not huge baseball fans don't comment. They got a lot of comments. They thought it was a nice little section, and uh, yeah, it's just a cool, funky little ballpark. A great kid zone. They have a splash pad, a jungle gym, some bouncy houses. 
it's a little cramped behind home plate just because of when it was built, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a ballpark that, you know, a lot of people like, do I think it's better than Fort Wayne? I don't know. I think they're both awesome. You know, I think Indiana's got some great places to see baseball at it. No you know, they, they do a nice job with uh, entertaining and promotions and they had the Cubs game on, on the big screen prior to the game. Uh, you know, and they have a great line of merchandise that doesn't look like the Chicago Cubs. It looks like the, the South Bend Cubs. So, you know, th- that's a huge plus as well. So, yeah, South Bend Cubs, uh, just a two-hour drive for me, just straight up north. Don't get there enough. Uh, but definitely, if you're in the area, check it out, especially if you can tie it in with Fort Wayne or, or Grand Rapids or some of those collegiate leagues in Battle Creek or Kalamazoo. Uh, you'll have a great time. Uh, and then the last place I went to was not baseball. It was the Lucas Oil Racetrack in Brownsburg, Indiana. Racing two shows in a row. I, I, You know what I thought to myself? I was visiting a friend, and they were talking about the racetrack. They can hear the cars. I said, let me go visit. So it wasn't a race. I don't know what was going on there. I thought it was qualifiers. Somebody told me it was a bunch of people with money that bring their cars and and race them down the uh, the track. I saw funny cars. I saw historic cars. I saw actual you know stock cars. Uh, not a lot of people there. Uh, it just was a handful of folks sitting in the bleachers. I was able to get up to the infield right next to some of these cars. I think I even crossed a couple cars as they're getting out of the track. Uh, no, uh, the place is huge. It's a huge ground. It's a you know, I don't even know what goes on there. So if anybody knows what goes on at the Lucas Oil Racetrack, please tell me. I, I'm totally clueless about that. I can't believe how loud things were. Like, I, I don't go to race uh, racetracks. I don't go to race car races. It was loud. I mean, you just driving you crazy after a while. The, the sound of that engine booming and blasting. And it was something different. I'm glad I went. I shot some videos. Uh, I don't think it was enough to write a, a review, but if they do actually have a race there, you know, I'll, I'll go back and see what I can, what I can gather because it looks like it could be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I try not to be such a snob when it comes to, you know, racing events. I mean, they do have a lot of their fans and sometimes you have these guys trying to earn a living and make money the old fashioned way trying to work their butts off. So you, you nothing wrong with appreciating a little hard work and a little muscle. So. There's only room on this podcast for one snob. Ah. Well, <laughs> you could be a minor league baseball snob. I will be a NASCAR snob, which uh, I shouldn't be that because, you know, a lot of, I could go, I probably could go to some NASCAR events and, and have a great time and, and review it. And you would get a lot of people to enjoy that on our page. So I, you know, I should get my butt over to the, the Brickyard 400 and to the Indy 500 one day and, and write a nice review. So yeah, those are the three places, uh, had, had a good time and Hopefully my hopefully a few more minor league ballparks I can hit before the end of the season, which is a little extended this year. So I'm excited about that. That's true. That's true. Dave, how about you? Any visits this past couple of weeks? Well, I was I was hoping to get to uh, catch the Toronto Argonauts, but uh, huh. the 14 U Kitchener Panthers single A team sort of took up my weekends. So uh, uh, that season is now finished. So nice. Maybe maybe maybe. Uh, in the not too distant future. I know you dispatched your son out to the t- town hall meeting. Is Did he come back with any good news? Uh, n- nothing great yet. 
(laughs) (laughs) Other than that, he's cranky that he has to watch the town hall and not watch the Reds with his full attention on TV. Mm. (laughs) But hey, man, when you get, you know, you're waiting out for those Wilfred Laurier tickets, man, that, you know, priorities. Hey, this is, this is my, I don't know if I could survive another season without it. So. (laughs) All right. Let's see. I've got a good story about what I did the last, not this past weekend, the weekend before it was Labor Day weekend here in the States. Is it Labor Day weekend in Canada too? Uh, yeah, the first the, the first Monday in September is like. Yep. Okay. I, I didn't know if that was just a U.S. holiday or if it was a little more worldwide. Well, but we anyway, have a, we have a U in our holiday. Right. Yes. <laughs> a U in everything. Neighborhood. Uh, as, no, as your no, editor, Dave. There's, I'm, there's I'm no well U in everything. Of, I'm well aware of the extra U's in all the words when <laughs> I have to edit your reviews. <laughs> I leave them in for the Canada reviews, take them off the United States reviews. <laughs> British reviews, yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, we had planned to make one final baseball hurrah for Labor Day weekend because we had some tickets from May for the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders where we got rained Set out. It right. So we were going to use them uh, for Labor Day weekend. We were going to go to Binghamton on Saturday, uh, Scranton on Sunday, and then come home. And beat all beat all the Labor Day traffic, but we found out. Luckily, I checked on the Thursday before we were going to leave. Checked the Binghamton Twitter account, the Rumble Ponies. They canceled their whole weekend series because of COVID. So I don't know if they had an outbreak on the team or whatever happened, but they had canceled the whole series. We had already booked a hotel for Binghamton for the Saturday night, and we couldn't cancel it. So that set me into scramble mode. So what are we, what are we going to do? How are we going to fill an empty night in Binghamton, New York? Because we're not going to just throw away the hotel room. Uh, so I checked every, every team in the area. I checked football teams in the area. Um, RPI and Troy, we were thinking, all right, we'll go to Troy, have some dinosaur barbecue, go catch a football game. Because I was debuting as a football PA announcer the following week. And I had no idea what I was going to do. So I said, let's go to a, a game so I can at least listen to the PA guy. Didn't work out. They weren't having fans. So that scuttled that. But you know what? With a little research and a little elbow grease and a little convincing of the wife, talked her into double headers on both Saturday and Sunday. So we, instead of seeing two baseball games, we ended up seeing four. So I got to call that a win. So Saturday afternoon, we went to Yankee Stadium. How did I end up in Yankee Stadium? Well, $15 tickets in the front row of the upper deck. That's how I got to Yankee Stadium. So I don't know why the tickets were so cheap because Yankee Stadium is notoriously known as a very expensive place to go. But you know what? For $15, I'm going to go to Yankee Stadium. and find How much was parking? Uh, parking was not $15. <laughs> it evens Park- out. Parking was $40. Uh, well. Jesus Christ. The Bronx. It's the same as same as a Fenway, forty dollars. Well, um, that doesn't make it okay. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no. It doesn't. But you know what? <laughs> On a Saturday morning, traffic wasn't bad. We got in there, no problem. Okay. Got got there just before the game started. Kind of wound our way through the Bronx. It was kind of an interesting trip in. But anyway, uh, Yankee Stadium, big, really big, really expensive. Um, every time I go to Yankee Stadium, I like it more. I don't know why. But I just, I mean, because I'm getting used to it. I don't know. Uh, we had a good time. Yankees lost, made it even better. Uh, they played the Orioles and lost, which made it even a lot better. 
<laughs> and when it's not when it's not full and crazy, it was actually very comfortable. We got to spread out. We actually snuck around. We were in the upper deck, so we went to a different couple different spots. Ended up in the club seats right behind home plate. The club seats have nice thick cushions on them at Yankee Stadium. Good for the old rear end. So it was really comfortable. We were right behind home plate, comfortable seats. Had a great time. The Yankees do have their own craft beer that they sell at Yankee Stadium. 15 bucks. Close, 14 and a quarter. Ah. Pil uh, Pinstripe Pilsner, it's called. How cute. Um, other than that, yeah, it cost a hell of a lot to eat. We got two foot long Nathan's hot dogs and a, a large order of fries, which you split, and we each got a drink, and it cost us 30 bucks, I think. 30 I, bucks. I have a dumb question. And I just never thought of it till now. A serious one. Is it Yankee Stadium or Yankees Stadium? No S. No, no S. Okay. I wasn't I honestly wasn't sure. I'd never thought of it until this moment. I'm like, wait, is it when I heard you said it, well, I was like, wait, which one is you, it? You know, it's funny. Like growing up, it was it was Giant Stadium. Yeah. But it was Yankee Stadium. And I yeah, that, that, that's Giants where I was. The S, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, is it the same? <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so it was a good time at Yankee Stadium, especially for 15 bucks. So from there, we uh, hightailed it out and just made it to Augusta, New Jersey, and the Sussex County Miners at Skylands Stadium. Gee, uh, Skylands Stadium. What can you say about that? Ooh, seen better days. We've talked. No, actually, you know, I don't mind going there. It's a pretty nice ballpark. It's funny because, Mark, you've talked about the building boom, the minor league ballpark building boom of. Mm -hmm. New Jersey of the nineties <laughs> they, they built, they built seven minor league ballparks. Yeah. You know how many of them are still standing? Four. Four. Oh, well, you got four. Well, they built, I think they built eight. I know uh, two of them got knocked down. Two well, knocked LA down. city might as well be knocked down. AC is still standing. I have hope for it. <laughs> I though. think it's, they I think it's propped up. <laughs> yeah, no, that hasn't been touched. No, but you still got teams in uh, Lakewood and uh, little falls. Trenton, um, Somerset. Oh, Little Falls. Oh, so there's five. Yeah, you're right. I man. couldn't remember Little Falls. Yeah. Yeah, the Jersey Jackals. Um, I like Sussex County. It's a simple ballpark. It's uh, one of those little bowls that go around from the left to the right. I think what's what's cool about what they've done there is they've really tied it into the community. So they use it around Halloween for a jack-o'-lantern festival. They use it at Christmas time for a festival of lights and a holiday thing. So... They had food trucks there that night. Oh, nice. oh an, interesting, an interesting thing about the game we went. When we got to the ticket booth, they said, please bear with us. Because you know how, if, if any of you listening have ever worked for a minor league team, you know that once school starts back up, once Labor Day hits, you lose three quarters of your workforce because everybody goes back to school. So there was a nice sign up to saying, please bear with us. We've lost most of our employees. And when we got inside, we knew why the why that sign was there because they only had one concession stand open, and Ooh. they had a decent crowd. So there was just lines wow. the whole game. That's but, that's a shame. But yeah. hey, that's too bad. I mean, I would love, I wouldn't mind volunteering for a minor league baseball game if, if there was a team nearby. But yeah, like with Sussex, I actually met the the daughter, I think, of the owner of the team years a few years ago in Minnesota. And they're they're you know they have a cigar bar there. I think they open up a restaurant. That wasn't open. That wasn't open when I was there. Yeah, they had a restaurant down the first base side. I don't know. If that no, was third open. base, third base side. Oh third no, base. first base. No, you're right, first base side. You know, I know that wasn't I, open. Oh really? And I know they do. They have like some uh, minor, like some carts 
some rail carts that the kids ride around in? Yep, that wasn't operational. Like they were they were bare bones because of the stopping mm. issues. But they did have yeah, some food that, trucks. That's a that shame. Night. That's a shame. So that that helped out with the lines a little F- bit. Food trucks, food trucks work. I can tell you about that minor league ballpark. Out of all the ones in New Jersey that I had visited, that one feels like you're in the middle of minor league, bush league. You know, all the other ones are just outside a major city almost. You are yeah. in the middle of nowhere out there in North middle of nowhere. Middle. It's it's we used to joke and and call that Pennsylvania. We never. <laughs> We it's never not called too far it. The Pennsylvania line. It's not too far <laughs> either. To say it's right there. Yeah, it's it's yeah, and it's just a farmland, winding roads. Yep. It's we actually always, right in the middle of cornfields. Yeah. Yeah, we got we used to get a kick going in those games, and I remember when the Cardinals played there, they had nice crowds. You yeah. had some really good crowds there. We didn't know what the heck was you know, we didn't know who was playing because a lot of these kids weren't going to make it, but they had really they had some really exciting times there. Unfortunately, yeah. they booked out. So yeah, I mean. The miners, I from what I know, they're doing a great job. I used to work with uh, their their radio announcer years ago in roller hockey. Uh, I think he drives about an hour for every game to to do that broadcast. So there's a lot of love for the game uh, to make yeah. some of those and things it happen. Shows. There's some nice super fans that are roaming around there, making a lot of noise, trying to get the crowd pumped up. Uh, one of the best bear stands you're ever going to find in minor nice. league baseball because their bear stand is right behind home plate. Like all the other concessions are underneath the grandstand. You're beer right. stands right behind okay. home plate. So you can how, just kind of hang are, out, wait for your beer. And How are their they, prices? Uh, I don't know. I didn't drink a beer. Okay. Uh, they do have their own brand, their own miner's ale, though. 12 bucks. <laughs> no, I think it's more I like, hope not. More I like seven not. or eight. Yeah, that sounds – I hope so. And an interesting thing, for those of you who were following when all the cities were taking down their Christopher Columbus statues, one of the statues that got taken down in Newark just oh. appeared – Outside the front gate at Sussex County, it was moved from Newark out to northwestern New Jersey. Because I took a picture of it and put it on Facebook. And a couple of guys said, what's that statue? I've never seen that there before. And these are guys who go regularly out to Sussex County. They said, that has got to be brand new there. And it just went up like a week or two before. Was that planned for it to go there, or did the ownership buy it? I can't find anything anywhere. What the hell is Christopher Columbus I'll make some phone calls. Ball. I don't know, but it was oh. the one from Xavier Xavier Park in Newark. They really? Took it down. So they moved it there. They moved it to Augusta, New Jersey. Wow. So there you go. And I think Greg was one of the people who asked me about it, if he's still watching. You know, I saw that too. It yeah. just kind of, uh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So, so that was that was Saturday. And then after the Sussex County game, we had to go to Binghamton for our hotel room. So that, okay. was, that was a little out of the way. But you know what? We weren't wasting the hotel room. So then on... Uh, on Sunday, we went and caught the Rail Riders in Moosick, Pennsylvania. I've been there four times. This is the first time I've ever seen the sun there. <laughs> I've been there for two rainouts and a game where it was 30 degrees. <laughs> so it was nice. Uh, you know what? If, uh, I don't know how much we've, if, we, if we have talked about this venue, but um, originally that was called the Lackawanna, Lackawanna County Stadium. Same. Yeah. And it was like it was a it was a slice of Veteran Stadium. Veteran Stadium. It was it like looked, a mini. Veteran it looked like stadium. the diamond. It was almost like the diamond. Yes, absolutely. But what they did is one year tore the whole thing down, started over, built it, rebuilt it into one of a you know a more newer, a modern style. It's nice. Used the mountain backdrop right behind the, the outfield fence. The incorporated that into the design of the ballpark, and it's got lots of great great places to catch the action. Um, it's got the wide open concourse, really nice place to catch a game. 
Yeah, they did. They did a really nice job there because that was. I used to go to a lot of games there to escape my grandma's house because we would just sit in the house all day. And I'm like, oh, let me go check out some baseball. Yeah, I, I thought it was a completely different stadium, but they claim it's the same. Well, what they did is, yeah, they they tore down the, the, the seating bowl. I guess the foundation is the same. Oh, so architecturally, okay, it's the same place. Yeah, it's a. Uh, single level now right that was that's probably yeah. the biggest difference is it went yeah. level yeah two levels to one yeah right. I, I have some pictures from back yeah in the if, day. if you've been to the diamond in richmond that's yeah. pretty much what it used to look like and it was just to get the, the players ready for the vet right that's exactly it that was that was the thinking of the time <laughs> let's make it look just like the minor the major league park so they'll be used to it and it was ugly as in i had been there once and it was it was an awful place boring ugly and anyway. it's not in scranton or in Wilkes-Barre. No. <laughs> the hockey team gets Wilkes-Barre first. The baseball team gets Scranton first. Well, because so, the hockey arena was... Moosick. The, the hockey Rail arena... Or they could, yeah, well, NEPA is popular up there in northeast Pennsylvania. Yeah, the hockey arena was supposed to be built downtown. That was an option. But people like my grandmother refused to raise her taxes to pay for it. She used to always say, arena, no. Now, she passed away before they built it. But, you know... She, that's how stingy she was. She wasn't going to, she, her taxes were going to get increased to build some stupid hockey arena. No, the owner should pay for it. Thanks grandma. And then from Musick, we hustled along because I found a Sunday night game being how it was Labor Day weekend. You're, you're able to find those. Every once while. So we went over to uh, Palisades Credit Union Park nice. and uh, Ramapo, New York, home of the New York boulders of, of the frontier league. One of my favorite independent ballparks. It's nice. It is a really beautiful ballpark. I think if this was in a better location, it would make a lot of best of lists because it's really well designed and it's got a lot of really interesting places to sit and watch the game. And they've got a lot of stuff going on. We happen to be there for their annual pink in the park night, which was raising money and awareness for breast cancer research uh, all the players were wearing pink uniforms they had this really nice ceremony where they brought all the uh the cancer survivors out on the field with balloons and the players from both teams surrounded them and the umpires and they all let the balloons go i was able to get some nice pictures of that um they used to be called the rockland boulders now they've rebranded to be the new york boulders uh the highlight of palisades credit union park that's not a name that rolls off your tongue oh is the bridge is, is the bridge bar out in left field. Now this is a bar that's, they've got a bridge that goes over the top made of stone that you can go up on the top or you can go down to field level and they have a full service bar there, seats right on the field, really excellent place to catch the game at. They have social media, uh, social media, social gathering areas to use a Mark Piquez turn in right field where you can watch the game right at field level too. They've got a mini golf course, they've got a train, that had a line, you wouldn't believe this line all game long of kids riding the train around the ballpark. Um, they've got this giant play area. There was just tons of energy. They had a band before the game. It was a really, really fun time. And like I said, I one of my favorite ballparks. I want to ride, wanted the, to train. ride the train. Yeah. The train was packed up. The line, they actually have a radio station that's has their building in the ballpark. Believe it, yeah. And they had the line was going up the ramp. To the thing, and the, the line of kids went up and back the whole game. It was crazy. <laughs> Greg just said, "Can you just ride the train around the field the whole game like a lazy river?" 
I had a ballpark design idea one time. I want to make a lazy river, not like in Frisco where it just goes around the outfield. I want the lazy river to circle the field. Yeah, the circle of field. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was our weekend. Four four games, a lot of a lot of fun. Um, we were bad visitors because the home team lost all four games. So mm. oh, I didn't want to mention didn't want to mention that to the teams that hosted us. But good anyway. job, Paul Baker. That's Paul Baker Rob. out of I'm sure you're okay about the game in the Bronx. Oh, absolutely. And then last weekend was my debut as the public address announcer for the UMass Dartmouth Corsair football team. And uh, wow, doing PA for football is different, man. Never, yeah, you don't never have a producer never... and a director telling you two different things. No, 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 I didn't. Um, I did have a spotter, so I was pretty lucky in that regard. There you go. Because um, you're, you're, you're saying something after every single play. So you really got to be paying attention. You have to talk as much as I do. Oh, almost. Yeah. I don't think anybody has to talk that much, man. I, you Did know you what? St- I take that as a compliment. <laughs> Did you start sounding like one of those guys from like uh, from the sports movies where they just sort of keep talking and it doesn't they don't? And the uh, tackle made by you know that guy out there, who knows, whatever. <laughs> no, if I didn't know who it was, I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, Is that, that Bill. That's Bill out there. I think it made that tackle. So yeah, as a football PA guy, you've got to. Uh, Say who caught the ball or who it was intended to, who made the tackle, any, anything else. That's really it. I mean, I'm not doing play-by-play. And uh, my granddaughter actually showed up, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> Greg says, when is UMass Dartmouth going to play Cornell play College, Cornell in, College. A, yeah, in the matchup of school that sounds like Ivy League schools where aren't? Maybe do a double-header with, a double-header with fake Big East matchup between DePaul and Seton Hill. <laughs> Seton Hall. Seton Hill? So that was the only that was the only game I did last weekend. So we, we slowed it down. How dare you? All right. So uh that wraps up our visits for the last fortnight. I love slipping the word fortnight. Segway. So uh, I want to thank everyone for, for listening. Uh Dan, where can our listeners follow you online? Uh all social media platforms, Dan Law 83. The live streams at danlaw.tv. The highlights are on youtube.com slash danlaw83. I finally slimmed that down to 10 seconds. Took me 11 years. Yes. (laughs) Mark, any stadium journeys planned for you for the next couple of weeks? And where can our listeners follow your travels? Yeah, I'm going to actually meet up with some friends at Victory Field this Saturday because the game was rained out a few weeks ago. So they're playing the St. Paul Saints. So that should be a lot of fun. And still... Still debating when to go check out some baseball games in Louisville and Columbus. Uh, just trying to see how that fits into the schedule since wife and I are going to have some date night on Friday nights and Saturday nights. So we got to kind of. She hears this pocket. pocket. What, no date how? night at the ballpark? <laughs> you know what? Mark's wife is not my wife. <laughs> exactly. Uh, would love to take her to club. Down in Louisville to see a baseball game. I don't know if she's going to be into that. She you could just, be. You just got to get her a a, a, get her box, a sky box and some wine and well, you Jackson know what? Teacher dances. She had a great time there. I was <laughs> I was looking through those videos. Most of them was Jackson dancing. There's like a nine minute <laughs> nine minute video of Jackson just talking about his favorite teams, his opinions. I mean, it was all about Jackson. It was more of him than me. <laughs> Throw out the first pitch. But yeah, get her some wine, get her a skybox, get her some frozen slushies. 
you're right. She'll be fine. Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you where I go in the future. Follow me on ballpark Hunter across all social media platforms. Dave, any stadium journeys planned for you over the next couple of weeks? And where can you be found on the social medias? Well, actually, I do have some stadium journeys. Uh, so for sure, because I already bought the tickets uh, this weekend, this Saturday. Well, this weekend Army. is OUA football kicking off, uh, which is amazing because we didn't have a season at all last year. So I have my tickets for Saturday night for the Waterloo Warriors at Warrior Field. And my son is right now on the Laurier Town Hall <laughs> figuring out if there's some way that I could get tickets for the Wilfrid Laurier Golden Hawks who play Saturday afternoon. Uh, with that, the literary journey is continuing. So right now I'm into um, timely because, because, you know, Texas and Oklahoma have decided to uh, make some tracks. So I've got Paul Feinbaum's uh, My Conference Can Beat Your Conference. Um, interesting. It actually reads like talk radio at times. And I'm super excited because... Uh, one that I have been waiting for for a long time has come in the mail today, and it is Paul Wood's Year of the Rocket. So it's the Toronto Argonauts year that they were owned by Gretzky and McNall and uh, John Candy and how they stole uh, Ragib Ishmael, who was supposed to be the number one overall pick, and he shocked the uh, NFL world by signing with the Argos for the draft. So uh, follow all those things and more. All my 300 plus followers uh, at ProFan9 on Twitter. And Instagram. That was 367 at the beginning of the show. <laughs> well, maybe I have more now. Yeah. All right. Nice. As, as for myself, it's football season now, baby. Uh, baseball's in the rearview mirror. So uh, this Saturday, I will be heading up to the worst stadium in all of the FBS. That would be McGuirk Stadium at UMass Amherst. I'm going to go up there and watch them lose again. And then the next week, I'll be back in the press box at Cressy Field for another UMass Dartmouth football game. You can follow all my stadium journeys on Twitter or Instagram at PuckmanRI. And when you're done listening to the podcast, visit StadiumJourney.com to find all of our 2,500 stadium reviews, news items, and other feature stories. Connect with us on our social media channels at Stadium Journey. Like, comment, share everywhere. To find the audio versions of this podcast, search HIAC Talk Radio Network on whatever podcast app you use or find us on Spotify, find us on Apple, find us everywhere. And the video simulcasts of the Stadium Journey podcast are posted on our YouTube page. And our back catalog can still be found at vocnation.com. We record live every other Tuesday night, just like this Tuesday night, at 8 Eastern at danlaw.tv. And join us again in two weeks when we will be visiting Las Vegas to talk about the exciting new sport venues of the Sin City. So for Dan, Mark, and Dave, this is Paul. Wishing you safe journeys and, and close games. Hope to see you on the road. Real Thanks, soon. Greg. 368. Yeah, 368. Thanks, Greg. Greg didn't follow you. <laughs> Not before I today, apparently. Across the desert, bear man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been everywhere.